0: Welcome to Janelle Jones Empowerment Podcast. We're here to help you know, love, be, and live your dream life. We talk about reaching your dreams and all that's in between. We hope you enjoy the message.
1: Hey, hey, hey now. It's your girl Janelle Jones with Girl you got this we're here with another episode of the author's edition this time we're doing the secret prayer of a righteous black woman the power of a mother's prayer and we are in our third interview woo, woo, woo. So we have a new set of ladies that's going to come on and tell you their story. So I'm super, super excited. I'm also super excited to introduce these ladies. Not only are they Amazon bestsellers, they're also Amazon international best-selling authors. Give it up for yourselves. Woo, 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 woo. That is absolutely amazing. So just in the three weeks that we have came together, They are now in a whole new category that is changing the world. We're going to bring up visionary author, Coach Rhea Rodney, to share with you really her overview and vision of this book again, because y'all need to hear this. And then how are you feeling about just, you know, taking your ladies to a whole nother level? Thank you so much,
2: Janelle, for having me on your podcast. Again, like you said, this is our third time here and I'm super excited. And yes, we have earned a new title of international bestsellers. You know, um, I've been saying it time and time again, this anthology, it was a gift to me from God. And I'm just so thankful to God for the vision and for the mission. And I'm very thankful for my op- for my obedience because I'm really seeing how things is just really coming together. So as you know, I've shared already that this book, it's a book that is supposed to become a, a tool for Black moms specifically to help them to break free from their fears. The names you know, says it all. The Secret Prayer of a Righteous Black Woman. The Power of a Mother's Prayer. And in this book, this book is highlighting that secret fear that. Um, we as Black Moms have, this fear that keeps us up at night and really hinders us from being our best authentic self that God has designed us to be. And also it is hindering us from being the parent that we are supposed to be for our children. So this book, again, it's supposed to be a tool to help to break us free and to really help center us and to help to renew our faith. So I'm so excited about this anthology and I'm excited about the work that I'm seeing God doing. Ask the question, how do I feel, you know, as these ladies have just transcended into a new level and I feel amazing because I have seen the prophecy of God fulfilled just this week because when God gave me this vision, he said to me that I am going to be Burton entrepreneurs within this program and that I am going to help them to transcend to new level. And while I have a couple authors, or I should say moms who are already authors, I have a group of them who it's their first time and I was able to make all these women, of course, they saw the vision and the jump aboard, authors, but not just authors, but they inherited two titles this week. Number one, best selling in the U.S. and international as well. So they are now international or, um, So that makes me feel really humble and blessed and I just feel excited for what God is doing.
1: Thank you. You You're absolutely welcome and I love it that you are able to take your vision and you are able to really help them shift to the next level. So you have some authors and then you have new authors and these authors are on a whole different level than they were before working with you. So that's amazing because it's really spreading a message throughout the whole book that not just you but your community of women that's helping impact the world so that's awesome we're going to shift a little bit remember this is a never let a good crisis go to waste anthology series so this is only one of coach ria's book now we're going to shift into talking to the authors we're going to get to talk to them and learn more about them so miss michelle tell us more about you
3: yes thank you so much I am just so grateful to have met Coach Rhea, and I, and I just can't go on without saying that. Uh, Me, I'm just a down-home country girl from a little town in Monroe, North Carolina, who has had the, the fortune to fall in love with Jesus and really seek to do those things that he has called me to do. And in attempting to walk out the path that he lays before me, he is bringing me in the presence of phenomenal women like the ones on this call. I currently am a professional working in the field of engineering, and I also am vocationally a pastor of Living. Water Church International. My goal is to help as many people as I can to understand that they are loved and to help them to walk in the fullness of who God has called them to be without apology and to help them to let go of any of the lies and mindsets that have held them back in the past. To that end, I also coach and mentor. I'm writing and authoring uh, books and doing courses and programs that will help people to walk out their destiny in full assurance that it shall come to pass.
1: Amazing. I love that you said that you are helping as many people as possible to let them know they are loved. Oh my God. That's a whole like, Miss Pamela, tell us about who you are.
0: Good afternoon. My name is Pamela Wilson and I am uh, the parent of three young adults five to 25. I am a parent first. I'm always uh, referred to uh, that. And I'm also a grandmother of two. I am a member of the community. I'm a parent advocate. I reach out to all the parents, you know, with information so that they themselves could empower their children to move to the next level and also empower themselves to know what you know they need and the steps that they should take to go you know and i thank god for this opportunity i thank god the day i met coach ria and she just mentioned this to me and i just I, i i didn't i couldn't say no because it spoke in it you know in so many levels to me that i jumped on board immediately yes thank you
1: thank you so it sounds like you're really making stride and really impacting those around you and in the community. I am, yes. That's awesome, that's awesome. All right, now we have Ms. Marlene. Tell us who you are. Oh, my name is Marlene Acevedo. I've
4: been married for 30 years to the love of my life. I have three amazing kids, age 18 to 29. I am the pastor of God's Army Christian Center. I've been a pastor for 21 years, but I'm now pastor in God's Army Christian Center for the past four years. I absolutely believe in the power of prayer and I'm an intercessor. So I spend a lot of time praying and I just believe that God has called women out from darkness into the marvelous light and I'm here to empower women to let them know who they are what they are called by God for, and what they are called by God to do. So we have an amazing woman ministry called Woman of Virtue, which I am the chair of, and I'm so excited of what God is doing in this side of the vineyard.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I love that you, you have that call for women to really get to know who they are, because a lot of women don't, don't. And I hate to say that in a funny way, because it's so true. How many of us know women who are like 40, 50, 60 years old, who still have no idea who they are. So, and, and on top of that, who God called them to be. So I think that is absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing. Now, we're going to shift a little bit. We're gonna learn more about, you know, your story. And we're going to really talk, um, have Rhea kind of give an overview about the implications, why it's so important to share. But then I want you ladies at the Rhea Goes to really talk about why it was important for you to share your particular, your story with everything that you've been through. So Coach Rhea, tell us, why is it important for you to share this book with the world?
2: I mean, it's so important um, for this book to be shared with the world because I truly believe that this book is a life changer. I believe that this book is powerful and it is coming to the reader filled with the anointing. I know that this book is going to be able to transform life. It is is going to be able to break, or I should say set um, the readers free. And it's going to to also be able to increase the fate of each reader. As we know right now, when we look around with what's going on in the world, Janelle, specifically with the Black community, Uh, there's a lack of trust with um the the heads of authority uh we the majority or i should say or everyone has some sort of fear built in specifically for their children specifically for our black men for our black boys and the reality is fear i believe is something it's one of the emotion that god gave us Fear a little bit of fear is normal. Fear is supposed to keep us safe. It keeps us on the right track, right? Um, But when we start to live in an abundance of fear, then the spirit of fear is at work. And that is not of God. And there are so many black people walking around right now and they are burdened down with fear. And as a result of that, they are unable to live that life that God has called them to live. And they are unable to to be fruitful in the way in which they were designed to be. Most importantly, fear is a stressor and fear affects you mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally. So think about the physical um, aspect and how much the fear is really Affecting the human body. And then the fear is trickled down to the home. It is poor onto our children because by default they become casualty of our fear. And we could go on and on and on and really show how the fear of um, it's really affecting you as an individual, how it's affecting your home, how it's affecting your children. And this book just brings a spotlight on that fear. But the beauty about this book is that we, the authors who are coming, who have written in this book, we are sharing about our fear in the past tense because we have already um, break free from that fear. And we want to show our readers the way in which they can break free. So this book is so important and it's one of the main inspiration is always going to come back to transformation. To breakthrough, to healing, because these are the, um, some of the essential component that this book has. And the stories within this book, I am going to tell you that even though I wrote about my particular story that, de- that dealt with my son and the fear I have with him having a negative interaction with the police, every other mom's story actually is a fear that I also had carried at one point as a mom. So it shows that we all carry these fear so i know that some every one of the reader is going to connect and they are going to get breakthrough and i'm very excited about that
1: mm. you said some very powerful things when you talked about like the fear how it's impact really impacting every aspect of your body when you succumb to fear it's normal to fear because it's a human emotion but if you don't really go and deal with it properly it can really impact your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health. And then it also can trickle down to your children and you kind of have that residual cycle of fearfulness going on. Yes. Yes, that, that is profound. And then for you to say, okay, I know that this is my story, but every one of these stories I've dealt with. So with every author in the book, there is something that you can identify, my audience, my listeners, there's something that you can identify with no matter what the stories are, I, I guarantee it. So really, really be on the lookout for this book we're going to get into more about that later on how you can get your copy, how you should get your copy. Miss Michelle, we're going to go to you now. We're going to talk to you. You, you have a story and why did you feel the need to share your particular story in this amazing anthology.
3: I decided to share my story because I was so inspired by what God had placed on Coach Rhea's heart for us to share with the world and with other mothers so that we can inspire them and encourage them uh, to work through their fears and to, to know that We all have fear and there's no reason to feel guilty or ashamed about how you feel, but learn how to manage it and work through it so that you can accomplish those things that God put you here. Uh, This whole process was very cathartic for me, if I can say that, because truly, as you read the book, as as Rhea has already said, there's every story resonates And it was very hard to zero in on on what's the major uh, theme that I want to share. And and I think that uh, with everything that we've dealt with really in the last decade with the criminal justice system and how uh, it has become an economy of itself and that economy has to have a product that allows it to make money. And and I wanted to, to shine a light on that area so that uh, women and men would know, yes, you may have fear, but it's okay to be diligent about how you raise your children and how you protect them. But at the same time, do not allow it to become a disease that prevents them from growing and expanding and walking in the fullness of who they are, which we can do, we can shrink them until they are so small as we try to protect them. And over the course of their life, They have to figure out how to break out of that shell that we as loving parents put them in uh, as we strive to
1: protect. That's awesome. You said a lot. Just kind of going off the fear part and really position our our kids so that we're not running them or ruining them from our fear and putting them in a position to succeed. Right. We know that fear is like you said before, Rhea, it's it's something helpful. But as you said, Miss Michelle, it's also putting our kids in a better position. You know, we have authority over them. So using that authority to help them as opposed to using our fear to drown them. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Miss Pamela, you're up next. So tell us, tell us your particular story Why was it important to be a part of this anthology? Well, for me, oh my God, I just
0: just get so overwhelmed because when it was presented, I had so many thoughts. I'm in a position to speak my truth. I'm in a position where somebody's going to read my story and identify with it. I've spoken to so many parents. I have parents that I deal with on a daily basis, and I sit with them. And when they tell me their story, I identify wholeheartedly. You know, my job is parenting, I parent the parents. And I also look at it as a ministry because I never intended to have this job, I was never looking for this type of a job, but it was presented to me. I received this position on my birth, so I know it was God, you know? And when he positioned me, healing comes with the touch and with the conversations. You know, my parents walk away sometimes crying, but I know that God wanted me to do more. So the moment Ria came in, Coach Rhea came in, I knew, I, I just started laughing because I know it's God. And with all the stories, with my son, you know, he, you know, it he has my heart. He has my heart. And, you know, I, I just know that there are people out there that's going to definitely identify with the stories that we all have written and we are a part of. But I know that it's again, we are overcomers, you know, we're guilt-free and we're we're going to be mind changers. So this opportunity, I thank and I welcome it wholeheartedly again. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. I love that you said that we're going to be mind changers. I've never heard of that before, but that is so important to be mind changers because some of the bad habits that we have, not just, you know, in communities, but in societies and in the world needs to be broken. So that's going to have to really take some absolute mind changing in order for that to happen. So I, I love that phrase. Miss Marlene, your story. Why was it important for you to share your story in this new anthology? Well, I remember when
4: Coach Rhea mentioned the vision that the Lord shared with her. And we spoke about it and we prayed about it. And I went away about it, no thought about it. if. Everybody know, yes, I'm a preacher, but when come comes to certain things, I really shy away from. So I was really shying away from this, to be honest. I really was. But the Lord had given me a book about Mary, couple a while back. And the title was, why did, why did I stay? So when Coach Rhea came and she said, Pastor, the Lord said, you have to be in this ontology book. I said, Lord, well, then you're pushing me out of my comfort zone. So I didn't have a choice because I too wanted to be obedient to the voice of God, because I believe obedience brings you to a place of victory and success. Then my story was about my son and suicide. And then everybody know as a pastor, you don't want to be out there putting these things out because many people think that we are so strong and we are so perfect. But then I felt it was the right opportunity to let the world know, even as pastors, our children go through stuff where they are not in a position to escape testing, trials, setbacks, they will go through that too. And we have to be there to be able to help them. So I was bold enough to bring this out on the forefront to let the world know, listen, we are humans. Yes, we carry titles and we have an office but we are human beings. We are mothers that go through life situation like everybody else. We Sometimes we could become breakable. We ourselves. We are not at a place where we are so perfect that when people look at us, they think we have it all together. So I wanted to share my story to let the world know, listen, even as a pastor, we struggle to with life situation. And I'm here to let The world knew that that struggle doesn't define who we are, but we are defined by who God says we are. And he says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. He declared we are overcomers through him. So I need to approach it from that standpoint to let the world know, listen, you may be down, but you could get up. You may have setbacks, but those setbacks are for major comebacks if we give God the opportunity to lead the way. So that's why I wanted to share my story.
1: I love the fact that you said, you know, it's kind of almost unrealistic. Like we know that people go through, no matter what position they're in. But you're right, we put people on pedestals and then we think that no one is going through anything. So I'm glad that you had the courage and bravery to share your story regarding like your son and the suicidal, um, the suicide, because we need to hear that. That is how, you know, people get through the relatability. A lot of times, even if we have someone on a pedestal, it's that relatability that we see that really helps us to actually push through. So I'm sure the world will thank you for sharing your story. All right. Now we're going to talk about the recent events, you know, that that is happening. So Coach Rhea, kind of briefly talk about that. How has a recent event or personal events affected you as a Black mother?
2: Uh, Well, you know, last week I shared, and it's still uh, my same view, as I, well, first to begin, we're in a world right now where everything is at our fingertip, right? We have social media, we have the internet. So we are seeing so many things right now that are being revealed. And as I sit back and I look at it, you know, as a mother, as a woman, as a human being, I can't help but be moved. Sometimes I move to anger. Sometimes I, I move moved with fear. Sometimes I move with deep emotion of sorrow. Um, specifically, as it relates to you know this book and the underlying theme, or I should say, the main message. You know, this is a book for black mothers. This is a book for black families. This is a book where we highlight in our fear as it relates to being mothers. So, therefore, we are talking about our children. Mm -hmm. And there's so many chains of events that took place. Um, uh, But when I think back, you know, uh, from 2012, which was when I first started really looking at racism um, at a deeper level, I think it was the first time like I even started noticing it was when Travon Martin, Died, And that was the year where my children migrated here. Hmm. So just going all the way back from there, that was where it started, you know, within me, I I should say that awareness. So now I'm I'm, I'm by default, always listening to know what's taking place. Right. And then as the years um, go by, it's one thing after the next, you know, and then we had George Floyd, we had um, all these different killings that took place last year. And it had me in a place as a mom with two young adult Black boys, or I should say men, and a daughter and a husband. These chains of event really had me in this place where I was very uncomfortable and insecure. And last year again, when God brought this book to me, because I had recently went through something, I had went through that fear of my son with my son when he wanted to buy a car and because of the recent event where I've seen so many black men and even women being killed the police stopped them for a routine um, stop or sometimes it's not even routine but it ends with them being killed that was playing over and over in my mind and it does something and as I shared last week once we see something it's hard to unsee it Mm-hmm. So we have to learn how to navigate through this. We have to learn how to find the right tools to help to build our faith, to help to ease that fear and that worry and to help us to also educate our children and give them that support because they are also seeing it so if we as adults if we are walking around all girdled up in fear dressed in fear and we are not operating in the way we are supposed to operate again our children become affected by that Mm -hmm. So as I see all these chains of events that are taking place, and when God laid this book into my heart, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that this book will help heal. This book will help um, the transformation to take place. You know, it will help the minds to change, as Pamela said, right? And it would really help just um, everyone in general to find that form of wholeness. And, you know, with Michelle, which I'm pretty sure she might share about, she made a statement and she said, you know, like, when... I almost prefer that if my son has to be stopped by the police, I want to know that they make it to jail safely. Mm. Like if that is a comfort, but you know why that is dead? Why that statement is relevant? Because usually when that stop take place, it, 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 it revolves with that. Mm. You know, I spoke about this young man last week. Um, I think his name was Devonte, right? Right? And he was killed just like that for a, for a traffic stop. He was killed. So, you know, these recent events really, um, at first, if I were to go back to last year, had me girdle in fear. But this year I am different. I am renewed with my mind. I have equipped myself with my the spirit of prayer, and my faith is rebuilt. So my mindset is different. And because I know how I was able to transform mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, I want to be able to help others to do the same. And this is one of the missions that this book is, is, is on. And I know that it's going to be fulfilled because the first change that took place started with us. So we know that it will continue to take place.
1: I love it. I absolutely love it. And I love that you said that you have a renewed mind and our children see it differently from us. And I think that's one of the, we're we're seeing it differently. As we said before, it wasn't as open, you know, with the technology and all that stuff, it has become something that we're, we really can't ignore. So they're seeing it and they're like, what is going on? But you're right. We have to really get into that shifting and really get to that place where we're shifted our mind to not be worried and fearful. Although we see these things happening constantly and just wanting and consistently focused on getting it done, shifting the mindset, educating our kids and educating ourselves so that our kids are not feeling our pain. So yes, that's amazing. Miss Michelle, your turn. Tell us, how has the events that's going on in the world or personal events impacted you as a Black mother?
3: Well, I, I have a tendency to absorb other people's emotions, energy, and vibe. And over the last... 24 months, there has just been this intense anger and pain and fear that I believe all Black mothers have experienced and processed in, in different ways. And, and I'm right there with them. I have two sons who believe that they're grown men and are free to come and go as they choose. And And I have to let them. I've raised them. I've tried to do a good job of instilling in them uh, how they need to carry themselves in public. But every time and they still live with me, even though they say they're grown. Uh, Every time they leave out of the house, I say a prayer and I release them to the Lord. And I say, even though I can't go with you everywhere you go. The Lord is with you everywhere you go, and God, I thank you for the angels that you've dispatched around them to protect them and watch over them and keep them safe from harm. I believe that all of those prayers uh, build up, and in the moment of need, uh, they release. My son almost uh, was involved in a well was involved in a pretty bad accident last Saturday, and we were just amazed at the grace and the mercy and the providence of God that he was able to walk away from the car, and, and all of that fear uh, just kind of bubbled up, and I was able to think about the tenets of the book, and not just my story, but the other ladies, and actually use that, the, the things that we've talked about and learned and processed to talk myself off the cliff. And to 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 be there in that in that point, so the fear uh, that's 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 there because of our society that hasn't changed, uh, even though we're talking about it more, the animosity towards our son is still there, and we have to uh, walk through it and deal with it, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's just something that we can't allow to paralyze us we we have to move forward as Rhea said with a renewed mind and walk and walk in victory despite what we see
1: I love it you bring up a good point when it comes to adult children I have to say adult children are very different um when we're dealing with adult children a lot of times parents think you know okay once they get older or once they get this age they become more independent okay I'm done but that's a whole fat lie um, so I just want to bring that to attention because that's not the case it's different so I like that you said that you kind of like don't you know make a fuss my daughter sent me something the other day that said you know it said me mom I'm grown then the next and said also me mom who do I need to call again and what do I say right and the whole point was they still need guidance you know our goal is not to cuddle them or baby them, but we're there to teach them and to let them learn until they're able to be released independently. So it shifts differently when you have adult children. And I think that's a great point. We'll get more detail into your prayer later. And then next, we're going to go to Miss Pamela. Uh, Miss Pamela, we want you to tell your story. How has societal events and your personal events impacted you as a black mother?
0: Thank you. You know, um, I feel real humbled and honored being in the midst of these like-minded women of God. I, My son is now 32 years old and I'm constantly praying for him. I make sure, you know, sometimes I am, you know, I'll call him, he doesn't live with me anymore, you know but i would call him the moment he you know comes to my mind you know i love my children but going back to you know the raising him as a you know and and i wanted to make sure that i gave him all the instructions from a female point of view but he needed that male image that you know to look up to So I made sure, you know, our family made sure that he had that, he had that role models to, you know, help him to be the man that he is today. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when the situation happened with George Floyd uh, and and looking at him, you know, I I actually am looking, I was looking like that's my son you know that's somebody's child and i'm you know tearing up because there's no reason why they should treat my son like that because he could have been my child so i took it personal i took it personal and you know at some point i i kind of got a little fearful for my son cuz You know, I would say, you know, uh, make sure that you're doing this, you know, you know, speeding, don't, you know, somebody gets pulled over, make sure, you know, I I watch they say, put your hands out and all these things. But, you know, God comforted me in the midst of that, in the midst of my fear building, you know, he he, he said, "I, I did not give you the spirit of fear. You know, and, and immediately when I heard that, I was like, OK, all right, I'm doing something that I need to. And, and speaking to, to, to mothers, you know, I am comforting them it's like, you know, yes, we didn't walk out of the hospital with with, you know, a book about raising your son or your black son. You know, it's a hit or miss, you know, that, that sometimes I have to apologize to him because I say things, you know, out of anger, out of fear. Because again, the fear could be so strong that it's a ch- like choking you. But then I had to, you know, relax myself because God got this. God gave him to me to raise, but God got him. You know, so I, I had to like, you know, settle myself like, hey, you good. You know, he's all right. You know, mm-hmm. but again, I stand it again for all the women Out there, the black moms out there that are raising these little boys and not knowing, you know, they're what they're facing. Or we know what they're facing, but our fear for our sons are deep. It goes deep. It goes Mm -hmm. real deep. Yes, thank you.
1: You're welcome. Amen. Um, Yes, I I know that um, it, it runs really deep. Unfortunately. You know, it seems to be very prevalent in the Black men community or Black boys. But I feel like it's starting to run over into the Black girls, which is not, it's just not good. So I thank you for really sharing that part and understanding that God hasn't give us, given us a spirit of fear, but a love, power, and a disciplined mind. And we really have to take heed into that. So that's awesome. Miss Marlene, your turn. What have you learned or what have you changed about yourself be, being a black mother how has this societal and personal issues
4: i think mines go back to 2015 with freddie gray i don't know if anyone could have remembered that it in baltimore here in baltimore maryland where the cops uh, accosted him just for a knife and on the way to the police station he was found to be injured injured severely and when they were tried they actually found him not guilty and i think mine Mind go back to since that time to see the effect that it had on our community the rioting, the, the burning, and see young people protesting the brutality of his death and the cruelty of police brutality. And then George Floyd, Trevor Martin. And my question is how many more must die before justice is served? How many more of our Black sons? and daughters have to die. But then lately I've been troubled because what's been troubling me is that we only raise our voices when it's white and black. But what about the blacks and the blacks? We are killing our own sons and daughters and nobody's raising their voices. But when a white officer kills, we hear so much about it, but what about the Blacks killing the Blacks? Who's going to stand up and say enough is enough? Who's going to raise their voice and say, I'm tired of seeing a mother cry for her son. I'm tired of seeing uh, a mother cry for their daughter. And because it's not only police, is killing, it's drive-by shooting, gang banging is happening, but we don't talk much about that. And we need to raise our voices because every day, one of our sons and daughters are being buried because somebody took their life and it's not only the cops. So my concern is when will we raise our voices and recognize that it's affecting our society on a whole? where people are just dying. Black mothers are crying. Black fathers are crying. That our sons and daughters, just right now in Baltimore, this young lady had so much potential, 18 years old, and she was gone down, not by a police officer, but by her own peers, right in D.C., a great school, a magnet school. Her young boy was murdered by another student, a black how we don't raise our voices enough so the world could understand we are tired of the violence on the whole. We are just tired. And that's where I'm at. So what I do, I go to God and pray because I truly believe that the word of God declares, if my people that are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. God said, then he will hear from heaven, forgive our sins and heal the land. So the healing of the land is dependent on us
1: turning from our wicked ways. That's where I'm at. That's a good point. We have to really heal every aspect, every point because mothers are praying and praying and fearing and fearing and we're shifting now to getting mothers to understand the importance of prayer. Ms. Ria, briefly talk about why it's important to pray.
2: As we know, prayer is a powerful weapon. When God gave me this book and he told me that we should write about our secret fear as Black mother, he specifically instructed that we also share that prayer that we pray to him in regards to that fear. And the reason for that is because when we pray to God, we are releasing our fears, our our insecurities. We are surrendering everything over to him. We are increasing our faith. We are walking in gratitude and we are letting go. And that in itself is a form of therapy. That in itself, it heals us spiritually. And it also heals us physically. It it, 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 it builds our relationship with God and it helps us to renew our faith. And, you know, once we... Um, Once we open that line of communication with God, I often tell people that when we talk to God and we pray to Him, it's so important that we listen because a conversation goes both ways. So when we pray to Him, then our next is to listen to what he is saying and he could talk to us directly he can use something simple as a commercial on tv this book might be the answer or he might have someone come and talk to us but we will know when he is talking and that is a way to further help to encourage us and to build us and to help us to really know that even though we are going through certain things in life that it, it will pass and, it, and some of these things are here to, to, to build us and to help us to grow. And it's mm-hmm. also here to set us on that on the path that God has for us. So prayer is so essential and help us to be humbling in that moment as well. So, you know, um, definitely all the prayer in this book, it is going to make that person who is reading this book, perhaps they have been some um, away from praying for a while, then they're going to be prayed up. <laughs> I see that this book at the end, I'm telling you, once you pick this book up, you're not going to want to put it down Mm. and you are going to be going through a series of prayer. So at the end, healing, transformation, breakthrough, deliverance, you name it, it is going to take place. Again, the key word is transformation. So prayer is so essential and this book is going to help kickstart the reader's prayer life and help them. pray and if we have some unbelievers some people who don't pray well they are going to be delivered they are Mm. going to be set free they are going to be saved you know so I'm very very again um full that the prayer is embedded in this book and prayer again is the key to everything and it's our direct communication and connection with God so Mm. we are reconnecting And for some of us, we are connecting on a different level.
1: Yes, I love it. So let's switch it a little bit. Now we're going to talk to the authors about their prayers, because one of the things that's really stick out with the book is the secret prayers, like you said. So you're going to, when you go grab the book, right? When you go purchase the book, my listeners, you're going to get firsthand knowledge of these women's secret prayer that helped them. Are y'all listening? That help them reduce fear, be delivered from the worlds and the stressors and really trust God with their kids. So Ms. Michelle, how has your specific prayer helped?
3: Thank you. I wanna say there's a word that Raya uses. I can't remember if it's in her story or if it's in the introduction. But she uses the word that uh, we we have fear because we feel helpless. And, And that's really what drives how we feel about our sons and our daughters. When they leave out of the house, when they leave out from under our authority, we don't have the capacity and the control to protect them. And even when we think that we have the capacity and the control, we don't. The only way they can be protected is if we trust in the omniscience, the omnipresence and the all power of God operating in them and operating for them. So my prayer uh, for me is to always center me in the presence of God so that I know that the things that I can't fix, which is most, which is 100 percent of stuff, the things that I can't see which there's so much going on that we can't see. God sees it all. And none of it is a surprise to him. He's not shocked. He didn't go, oh, I can't believe that happened. So we can trust in him knowing that he knows where we're going, knows what our sons and daughters are going to do before they do it and he already has an app for that in his son Jesus Christ that came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly and so my prayer is about that. It's about knowing that even though the enemy might try to strike no weapon that's formed against my sons and our sons will prosper and that we will defeat it by the words of our mouth, by our testimony we will proclaim what God says for them and protect them through prayer and through covering. And so mine is a prayer of covering.
1: I got chills. Prayer of covering. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Wow. Miss Pamela, how has your prayer helped? My prayer
0: is one of healing because of past experiences and knowing that, you know, I came out without any scar. You know, I came out of my situation or my specific specific situation, not being bruised by it, but more, being more vocal and being more, um, you know, um, I would say focused on what I need to do for my son. You know, I made it personalized, I personalized it because he was not going to tread the path, you know, of his father, you know. So my prayer was determined that my son would be on the right side and doing the right things. So at first, you know, my prayers weren't were defined, but when I, when I became now purposeful in my prayer, you know, to God and I and I knew, you know, that it it had to go somewhere. It had to make the change that I needed it to make because I was, you know, as a single parent, you know, you know, you would have, you know, if you're married, you have a spouse to talk to. As a single parent, you only rely on God. And you know, God sometimes, you know, I don't know what to do, but but praying and I pray. I even, you know, like people would say, oh, you're crazy every time you're at the altar. But I'm praying for my son's life. It was a life and death prayer. It was a a prayer of life and death. But when God answered me, you know, with those words, you know, I did not give you the spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. And I, I got bold. I became bold in it. That, okay, all right. Now I see the bigger picture, you know, my son is covered. I cover it, it's going in, it's coming out. I cover him. the wherever he goes, wherever he tread on. You know, I, I read that, you know, I pray that into his life and his generation to come. You mm-hmm. know, it doesn't just stay with him. You know, he's, he's expecting a son. So no, I mean, I'm praying that prayer now into his son's life to make sure that the path continues. He continues on that path, you know? And I thank God every day. I'm like, God, look, you're awesome. You did this, you did this. And people look at me like, oh, you know, you. I didn't have any special powers. I said, I, I prayed, I prayed for my son daily. So I encourage everyone. And I know with this book, I know God is so deep embedded in this book that when anybody touches it, they're going to be a mind changer. I'm telling you, it's a mind changer. So that fear, everything that's in it, we're going to definitely rise above all the possibilities that's out there. Thank you.
1: Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Rise up, rise up, rise up is a message that I'm hearing. Miss Marlene, tell us about how your prayer has helped you. Growing up with my dad being my pastor,
4: he instilled one thing that I hold on to today. He always said, Marlene, pray about everything. Everything you go through in life, committed to God. And actually growing up, he was my prayer partner and I was his prayer partner. We used to get up at 5 a.m. and have intercessory prayer. And that stayed with me even up to now. So in this book, I was expressing a mother's cry from her heart towards her children. Because I have two sons, 18 and 28, and my daughter is 29. But as the mothers before me were saying, is there a special something about our sons that we all dare to? But it's a favorite verse in the Bible that says that God promised to keep that which we have committed unto him. So I always said to God, Daddy, I commit my children to you. And I know you promise that you will honor your word concerning them so even in the midst of that fear i had to release them to god knowing he is more than capable of watching over them and i also said to my kids growing up i say i need you to know this god of minds for yourself because this god will be with you 24 7 whereas mommy will be with you for a certain part of the day but you see, this God, when you get to know him for yourself, you could call upon him in the time of trouble and he would lead you and guide you. So I had to express a mother's heart of thanks given to God that, in spite of it all, in spite of it all, he has been faithful. In spite of it all, his love and his grace has kept them thus far. And I also know that he will keep them further. So I just had to tell God, thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. I love that you have to say that one of the goals that you did with your children was introduce them to God so they can have a relationship and continuously trust him on their own. That's amazing. Miss Ria, as a visionary author, I want you to talk to your main reason for what you want people to learn from this book.
2: This book, The Secret Prayer of a Righteous Black Woman, The Power of a Mother's Prayer, will definitely help Black moms, and to be honest, any mother in general, learn how to master the power of God's love through prayer, heal from their wounds through self-discovery and also self-acceptance, embark on their own personal journey of self-discipline, break free from fear so that they can live in abundance of joy as a black parent, experience the true healing that can come from only God's grace and to become the parent that they were destined to be. And lastly, if I should add, they will learn how to break free of the grip of fear and use their past mistakes to revolutionize their life and the life of their children. And this is, again, you know, the mission that this book is on and the benefits that each reader can get from this book.
1: Hmm. That is a lot. So what that means to me is you need to go get the book. That's right, (laughs) Um, get the book. (laughs) Get the book, because it's really about, exchanging your fears. You know, it doesn't mean that you are not dealing with it, but it's exchanging your fears and trusting God with your children and really empowering you to be the best parent you could be. So you're not, like we say, you're not using your fears and you're crippling your your children. Miss Rhea, what's next for you and where can we find you?
2: Well, as you know, I am a life changer. I'm always trying to impact the life of others. Um, if I want to be laser focused, what's next for me is my next two anthology, as you mentioned, this is the first in the series, never let a good crisis go to waste. And I am excited to be bringing book number two and three, the Uh, Second book is Freedom Starts in the Mind as a Man Tinker. And in brief, this book will help others to break free from a mental slavery mentality or or the feeling of a false imprisonment so that they can live their purposeful and um, life that God has divinely um, created for them. And the other book is called 2020, the year all the lemons Mm -hmm. served. Finding Optimism During the Midst of a Pandemic. And this book is going to highlight the brighter side of the pandemic. Anybody who knows me know that I'm an optimistic person. Yes, there's so many chaos going on. My life in general has met with so many ups and downs. Just listen to the name of the series, Never Let a Good Crisis Go to Waste. And what that means is that crisis will come. But if you look at it in a positive way instead of a negative way, if you look at if as an as, as a certain time in your life or a situation that is here to teach you, to empower you, to help you to grow, then you'll be able to transcend into a new level. So with this book, um, 2020, the year all the lemons were served, you know what it is going to highlight is the brighter side of the pandemic, in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of all the disasters, there were some people who were optimistic, who saw an opportunity and took it. So it is going to be showing that it's going to help others to get out of their comfort zone and to really step forward, to take leaps and bounds in their own life. So again, so they can be able to live that life that God has designed for them. Mm. All these books are here to renew the mind. It's all about transformation. It is faith-based and it really is to help the readers grow and to truly develop, or I should say to find them their true self. So I'm very thankful for these two books. Again, as you know, I am also a parent and children life coach. So I'm really hoping to get back a school open into the school system with my coaching program, and also impact the life of our little ones. Because if we get them when they are young, then they wouldn't end up on the sofa with the therapist like Eugenelle, where they have to be going all the way back to the childhood and trying to break all these negative patterns. So I also truly love impacting my children from you know from a young age. So I'm looking forward to doing that as well.
1: Mm. Amazing. Make sure you follow each and every one of the ladies because they're doing amazing things. And just like Rhea said, this is just the first book in the series so there's more and then also because there's so many things that happen really even including the stories that's coming out i guarantee you they're going to help you and help change your lives so make sure you hop on all right we're gonna get into miss michelle miss michelle what's next for you and then where can we follow you
3: yes thank you I, i i am a pastor and have been in uh virtual space for the last 18 months uh, Mm at Living Water Church International. So for me, what's next is just continuing to grow that platform and spread the word. Also, I am uh, going to release another book uh, this fall. It's already fall. The title of it is Ignite Your Purpose. Mm -hmm. So as soon as we finish this project, I'll move straight into that one. And the purpose of that book is to help Uh, people primarily women and a few good men to understand that they have a call on their life and to release purpose into the earth so that when when they die they die empty and don't take anything with them that was supposed to be planted in the earth and so i will be working on that and also i have a program uh, that's entitled called uh, eight-week coaching program that i hope to release uh, in november And that should do it. They can follow me, Instagram at Michelle W. Fuqua and Facebook at Michelle W. Fuqua as well.
1: Awesome. 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 That's amazing. So connect with her. She has a coaching program coming out. She has a book coming out. So make sure you connect with Miss Michelle. Miss Pamela, tell us what's next for you and where we can find you.
0: Well, as a newly international author, I to like really start letting that roll off my tongue. I am, my goal is to continue to encourage Black mothers um, to take a stand, you know, to know that they have the opportunity you know, that God is there for each and every one of them. Continue to let, to tell my story and to, you know, continue. I would like to write another book uh, with Coach Ria's help. And I can be followed on Instagram at pwilson22 and also on Facebook at pwilson22.
1: Thank you. So I know that I it's going to be so exciting to see you ladies release your next book. I know that a lot of times when you start writing a book and you're in a book, it's, it's, you want to go on to the next project. So I'm sure that you ladies going to write so much more. Miss Marlene, tell us what you're doing next and where we can find you. Next, as I shared with Coach
4: Rhea today, I got my first speaking engagement with the women's ministry. I was at a coordination service today. And after speaking with the bishop's mother, she gave me a platform to come out and speak to the woman very soon. And then in the month of November, I was invited to go to Louisiana to share about the book. Mm. So I'm in Louisiana in November. And then I'm here at God's Army Christian Center, senior pastor. We do do Zoom, but we also do in-house. So we do come to the house of God for worship. So tomorrow we meet here at 11 o'clock. And then, with the help of Portria, I'm hoping to write my book for married women and married couples. Why did I stay? It's mm-hmm. a book that speaks about issues in marriage that we don't like to talk about. But I'm dear enough, I'm bold enough now to address such issues. So the title of that book is "Why Did I Stay."
1: I love it. I love. I mean, and it's needed, right? <laughs> I think that's amazing. But you ladies are really doing great things. It sounds like you've got a lot of courage from going through this anthology. I know that your prayers are going to really save people. I know they're going to help people shift out that fear mindset to really thrive in the authority God placed them in so they can have their children thrive as well. And then you ladies going to go off and do some absolutely amazing things. So my listeners, please make sure you follow, 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 follow. Miss Ria, tell us what's next for this book anthology and this book series.
2: So what's coming up next? Uh, we are getting ready to hit publish pretty soon. And on Saturday, August 28th at 6 p.m., On my Facebook page, and hopefully it will extend to each of the ladies' pages as well, we are going to be having our VIP panel discussion. And it's where we're going to come together, all of us below one one umbrella. You know, I've been posting and sharing about the woman, but, you know, my viewers haven't had the opportunity to meet them. So although it's going to be virtual, it's going to be a uh, it's going to give the viewers, or I should say, our audience, the opportunity to meet these ladies and to ask the questions, to hear their stories. So I'm very excited about that event, um, and that's we're going to be closing off the anthology with that. So it's like our going away party as well. Mm-hmm. Of course, we are now. Um, best friends in christ and you know under this umbrella of this anthology but you know um we are getting in to the end where this is going to be a published book so i'm um, looking forward to that and um again just to share where you can find me you can um find me um at, on facebook and you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter. Also, you can visit my website at www.darapublishing.co. Again, you know, I'm hoping to see some of the listeners, you know, at our event on Saturday. And I want you to say in the chat, you know, I listen to the Zoom, So um, I should fit a podcast. So again, I just want to thank you for this opportunity, Janelle, to share our stories
1: and to share about this book. Mm, no, thank you. Thank, thank each and every one of y'all because a lot of people, it takes a bravery to share your story. A lot of people don't understand like, how vulnerable it is to share your stories with the world. So this is a brave, courageous thing that you're doing, especially in the room when it comes to race, because that's always a touchy subject. So thank you for sharing your stories because I think it's equipping women to really get down to their inner peace and talking to God so that they can have the best outcome. And I really, really appreciate that. So many people are getting sick just thinking about their kid. I know I'd be tripping. Listen, I'd be like, my kids think I'm crazy because I'd be like, where you at? Where you going? Where you going? All of them are grown. But it's in two of them live with me. But it's still like, I just want to make sure you're okay. Because you just don't know. So I am thankful that each of you share your stories just to really impact the world, deliver the world, free the world, so they can step into their best selves. So thank you, ladies. So this is another episode of Girl, You Got This. I am super, super excited for this. This is part three of the book, and we're actually gonna have one more part, but you're going to love it. This is really a great way for you, I'm telling you, if you know anybody, and I know you do, who needs this book, if it's a mom, a aunt, if it's a cousin, I don't care who it is, anyone, any woman you know, this is a book that's that's needed, that we need. So please make sure you get it. So you have listened to our podcast with our amazing authors of The Secret Prayer of a Righteous Black Woman, The Power of a Mother's Prayer. I'm so grateful. And we will see you next week on Girl, You Got This.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Janelle Jones Empowerment Podcast. Please be sure to visit our website at JanelleJonesEmpowers.com. That's Janelle, J-A-N-E-L-L, JonesEmpowers.com. There you'll be able to sign up for free information to help you live out your dreams.